Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 9, Unfinished Business. When you stand on this deck, you'll be ready to fight. Or you dishonor the reason why we're here. a man is not your friend. You know what the biggest disappointment in this episode was, Matthew? Oh, do tell. I want to see two people get in that ring. One, Laura Roslin. <laughs> because, <laughs> here's why. Just listen. Because she wouldn't shut her yapper about this her episode? boxing knowledge. About her boxing knowledge. She was going to say, get in there. Uh, <laughs> get in the old. <laughs> That's true. Hey, exercise it. Get in there. Show me how you're going to win with a hook with your shit advice. <laughs> and number He's weak in the gut, Bill. Go for the gut, Bill. And number two, Colonel Ty didn't get the box. I mean, he was in the ring. Yeah. Oh, just seething with rage, too. He, I've never seen a referee drink out of a uh, alcohol flask. That was a first. <laughs> I definitely appreciated that. That was amazing. That was fantastic. Yeah. Right? That was terrific. But uh, unfinished business, man. We're here. We're here for some unfinished business. business. Yes, sir. The business, we're here for an incomplete business. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for unsettled transactions, mm-hmm. uh, bills being called to pay. Yeah, this yeah. is it. This is it. Now, that, now Finish business now. Um, one of the things we've talked about before on this uh, podcast, Matthew, is we've talked about, what a shame, at least I said this retrospectively, what a bit of a shame that we didn't get a little bit more storytelling on Caprica. Yeah, that's true. We have talked about that somehow. Like, we really only got to see it in conflict. We never got to see them beforehand all that much. Yeah. And uh, we got to see some this time. Yeah. By way of the uh, structure of this episode. And um, I'm curious, man. What are your thoughts overall on Unfinished Business? Honestly, I'm still still working out how I feel about this one. Um, Second watch, a much higher opinion. Uh, I'll say that. First watch, not going to lie, my knee-jerk reaction was, eh, eh. Interesting. Kind of felt, felt like some mid-season filler on the first watch. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, the whole boxing just, motif of the just, whole thing. Despite the, the, despite the big character reveals between Lee and uh, Kara? I, yeah, see, that was kind of what hung me up a little bit, too, was, yes, it's a big reveal, but also it was one that was like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I've kind of, like, I, in the back of my mind, I'm always like, yeah, but they're still kind of, they got this for each other. Like, they, they still have this thing between them, this tension between them. It's kind of always been there. It's, it's flared back down, but it's always kind of been on the back burner, I feel like. Um, Let me interrupt so you, because I yeah. think we've had this discussion before, and you and I have never really spoke about it, but I think you thought they've had sex before, and I didn't want to say at the time, which was, I don't think they have until this moment. Right. Yeah. And see, this, oh, this is one of those times, too, where it's just a total, like, because of how long it's taken for us to get through this deep in the show, my memories of, like, the first couple episodes of season one, I had this hazy memory nope. of them having slept together. Her and her, and her and Zach. Her and Zach right. slept together. I, and I knew, yeah, I knew she she was with Zach. But and I her, and, and, her had, and Gaius, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, that's that one I also remembered. I was like, I know she banged Gaius. I know she banged his dead brother. But I thought they'd had their own 
little thing. But even even despite that, it's been very obvious, at least to me, that like, yeah, you guys are, yeah, you guys are all up in each other's stuff. You can't you can't get enough of one another, even when you're mad. Yeah, um, there's always been tension between them for sure. Definitely. Um, and so yeah, like, and like I said, on the second watch, but they waited three feeling, seasons. That's something I dug about it. They waited three seasons to to you really know, yeah pull it out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, to consummate like, it, there's there's looks and you know flirtations, and and then and then there's literally cheating on your boyfriend with this guy while he cheats on his girlfriend with you, and then you get married the next day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a bad way to go about it. Um, I think we're gonna see a lot of the aftermath here coming soon. Um, but yeah, like there was something about just it being this kind of, it felt like a one-off, like, ah, we're, the whole episode's in, in this boxing ring and it's very out of nowhere. And by second viewing, I, I, I'll admit, I kind of commended the show for like, you know, it's actually kind of a risky gambit to do one that this much of a total change in structure and, and where the show is taking place and this kind of pause between the big conflicts to have this very kind of heavy metaphor between characters of literally smashing it out and duking it out with each other over some of their, you know, their tensions and their grievances and, and you know, different ways of seeing the situations they've gone through. Uh, I started to like it more about, like I was saying, on my first viewing, I was like, I don't know, it just felt, felt like a really out-of-nowhere, heavy-handed metaphor of everybody's boxing, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm really feeling it that much. I've warmed up to it more, but I'm still, I'm still warming up to this episode. Uh, to be honest, the stuff with Rosalind and Bill I liked the most. I was actually very interested in kind of seeing where they're each at now and kind of that be- – you know, not I would not say beginnings, but furthering of the kind of romance between them that in a way is kind of tragic because it kind of has gotten stymied now by – the whole situation on New Caprica. Like you, you could tell that they were starting to maybe settle into something and then that's been disrupted and maybe it'll come back, but maybe it's going to take more time. I was really interested in that. Um, but yeah, by, by the end of the episode, I mean, my, my feelings for Lee and uh, Starbuck both, I'm like, ah, you, you, you poor dumb kids. <laughs> you just love each other, don't you? Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to, to enjoy here, but uh, just something about the the format of this episode, it just jarred me. And I mean, and like I said, like it's kind of a, a risky move and I kind of applaud them. Hey, it's a good, bold, risky move. I'm just not quite sure if it worked completely for me. Uh, but there's enough meat here for me to still enjoy. Interesting. I, I, I will say I was very curious about how you'd feel about it. I thought you, I my guess was you would have been higher because of the attention that Starbuck gets in the episode and some of her personal things. And, and I know one of the things that you were, if I recall, curious about you were curious about the how these guys were going to sort of figure it out the guys that were you know in the sky the guys that were down on the planet etc right right kind of yeah. sort of working it out and um it is um it is a heavy-handed metaphor but it doesn't even it's not even attempting to be anything other than we're literally physically working shit out like it's right. not trying to hide that fact right yeah um so yeah, I uh, I remember kind of digging this episode. Uh, I remember it being a big deal to me personally, um, much more than I think you. When I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't. I never knew. I knew that there was always tension between them, but you know, it was always like she was with the brother, and then there was this professionalism, and there was always almost like a like a sibling type of way about them. But but then it seemed to go beyond that, and um, and you the know, fact I that think it was part of what 
Harlot hung me up as far as them sleeping together. It, it, it's even in the flashbacks at the beginning of like a previously on, on this episode is that time where they were like making out real hard in the locker rooms, but she kind of shoves him off and was like, there's, there's nothing here. I just wanted to bang. Um, I think that's what's gotten lodged in my memory as far as like, didn't they do it before? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's why this was supposed to be so significant. Yeah. This, this particular first. Re- yeah, this particular reveal. Um, obviously, it's it, it enters a new complication into the whole thing. But but anyway, my my overall thoughts on this episode are I actually remember liking it a little bit less than I did this time around. I liked it a little bit more this time around um, because I I kind of enjoyed the I, I enjoyed seeing some of these grudges take on a physical form and get worked out a little bit. There was something there was something about that that I really appreciated that it's hard to stay mad at people when you when you do this sort of competition. And um that's something I I love. That's that's one of the things I love about it. You know, you get in the ring and you're doing your thing and you're not really enemies in the first place and when you get out of it it's you know, it's it's done, it's settled. It's respect has been Respect has been offered and, and respect has been earned. And it's, it's you know, as a, I'm a, I consider myself a pretty big fight fan, specifically UFC. And um, outside of the boxing being utter dog shit in this, I <laughs> like the idea of it, which is they, you know, when you watch the UFC and after a guy pummels a guy and knocks him the fuck out, it's nothing but respect. You know, they, they both know what they're doing getting in there. And I'm not, I'm not making a complete parallel association between something like, UFC and this particular boxing shit, just the idea of the release of emotions by way of this physicality. There was something about that that I just liked, and I understand. I understand why why it's something that would occur, and why it's something that would take place to sort of uh, put to rest a lot of the quote unfinished business. Right? We rarely talk about the episode titles. But it really is unfinished business, unfinished business between in, in many different ways. Um, I definitely think there's room for improvement on the episode for sure. I mean, that's that's, again, easy, easy to say. But I um, I think if I could have seen a little bit more between the people on the ground and the people in the sky, like, you know, you have Hilo and Lee fighting to start things off. Well, they were both in space. It kind of would have been cool if we saw a little bit more rival between the guys who were, you know, up in the sky and the guys who were down on the ground and yeah. some of that unfinished tension and that unfinished business. Um, I mean, it's really the only fight like that we get is um, uh, Kara and Hot Dog, right? Correct. She fights him and he was up on the, the ship. Yeah, there's that's, that's the other problem with the episode. Some of the fights were irrelevant, <laughs> like yeah. that one in particular. <laughs> Pretty much. She just but, wastes him. And then there's one, one of the things I don't love, one, one of the things I, I, I definitely struggle with is I don't love when we introduce a conflict that was something that happened in the past and then resolve it in the very same episode. For example, I don't like that we got this reveal now with Chief Tyrrell and Callie and how Adama was upset initially that they wanted to stay on the play. Like, we, we never got to see any of that. So for, their, for them to introduce that via flashback as some sort of tension and then try to use it as a payoff, that's the kind of writing that typically annoys the shit out of me with a flashback, mm. right? It's interesting. I actually see that particular example a little differently than you do. Go for it. Let's hear it. 
Well, the, the main thing for me, and that, that, to be honest, on the first viewing, I felt the same exact way about it as you did. Of like, really, this is like, why does he? What real antagonism does he have towards Chief? Like, why would Chief be the symbol of like lazy soldiers who got soft? I'm like, he was never. He was fucking down there at the end of the day, fighting it out with the insurgency like a hard motherfucker. Um, but I, I think the main thing was that point of where the chief is like, ah, fuck it. We'll just figure out the ship tomorrow. I'm just going to give the boys R and R. It was that moment right then. Then Adama stepped into the ring. And I think that's why he wanted the fight of reminding everybody, we have to be ready to fight all the time. Uh, and like, and do our jobs as, as soldiers on this ship. We, we have to be vigilant. We can't just have this attitude of, Ah, uh, we'll just you know do it next time, or it'll 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 work out. Uh, I, I think it was it, it is. I th- I do still think it's an odd writing choice to single out Chief as that example, to be honest. Um, but just having that past flashback of he was another person who wanted off the ship, wanted to be done with his duty, wanted almost like he he wanted to be a civilian again and start his family, and how there's nothing wrong with that. But it was like a Dama having to remind everybody that we are still in a time of war. It hasn't changed. Like it's as dire as it was then. And it's still that way now. Um, and I, I, I like that angle of it. But I am kind of with you as far as like I felt it was odd that Chief would be the one as the example of, of people wanting to kind of like get away from the duty of the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, let me try to reiterate because I, I, think, I think you said you see it differently and then you said something and I'm not sure what you saw that I didn't see. I'm just talking about the idea in general of executing the story by way of introducing something new with a flashback and then resolving in the same episode. I'm not talking about the decision to use chief. I'm not talking about the way the writing panned out. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying the decision to go, here's something you didn't know existed before today's episode. We're going to show you it via flashback and then we're going to resolve it. That's that's my problem. Not the actual substance of the thing. I'm talking about the framework. Right. I see what you mean. And yeah. I, I guess I was I was more satisfied with the, the present moment of him seeing Chief wave off kind of the responsibility was enough. Right. It would it do you think so but then but then part of me says I don't think that would have been enough for me because then it would have been just that and then he's like, Chief, get your lazy ass in here. I think you had to have more context than him just sort of being like saying something to Chief after he dismisses one guy who we know is one of the hardest working people on the boat. Right. You know what I mean? I think if they did that without the flashback, it would have been worse. I just didn't like the flashback as the answer. Yeah. To be honest, I thought you were going to maybe be slightly lower on this episode because of its just bevy of flashbacks. Yeah, the whole, flashback mania. That's why I don't love it. That's, <laughs> right. that's why I don't love it. And, and pr- probably primarily, that's one of my... I, I don't... I don't. There's part of me that likes the idea that we got to see some things that we didn't get to see on Caprica. So there's a part of me that likes that, but I also don't like the fact that we're showing pretty important details about Starbuck and Lee via flashback. Mm, yeah. Right. It's too bad we didn't get to see them play out organically. Instead, we're right. going back in time and doing this now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I am not... To, to say I'm high on the episode is not is not true. I just... I definitely am higher on it. And when I first saw it, I didn't like it at all. I thought, God, fuck this shit. On my, <laughs> on my initial viewing years ago. Yeah. Um, but now I was like, all right, like I, I, maybe I'm just more forgiving on a rewatch because I know it's coming, if that makes sense. I, I tend to find myself... I find when I watch a movie, a lot of times if I watch something for a second time, and that's not true. There really is no way to track that. Because like I'll see a movie once and be like, wow, and then see it again and go, okay. Because I get, <laughs> I sort, you know, you get seduced by the majesty of, say, the cinematic experience. 
Totally. Yeah. Because that's the point of a movie. But but maybe with shows, it's a little bit different. There are moments where, you know, a lot of times a flashback is just like this quick kind of thing, right? In this, there were moments where I was like, God, I wish we could have seen more of this on New Caprica. Like regular life, you know, it, this these moments between these characters just living and having fun on New Caprica before the Cylon showed up. It would have been cool to get some of that. Um that's one of the things this episode does for me is it gets me going, ah, man, it gets me back on that original feeling. And, and maybe this is part of why my original feeling on New Caprica was I wanted more. Um, maybe it's because I had the context of this episode in my memory a little fresher. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So we're, I think we're both about in the same place with this episode of like, <clears throat> it's good. It's definitely not a bad episode, but I'm not like super high on it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, a it's kind of a weird one to talk about because of the way it, it flashbacks and, and darts around. Yeah. And especially keeps going back to flashbacks that you only see a piece of, and then it comes back to the same <clears throat> flashback with more, uh, of it that you see. It kind of like keeps coming back to the same points and adding more, which is, is kind of weird to talk about. <laughs> right. So this might be a weird episode. This might be weird for us yeah. to discuss. Um, how do we tackle this beast? I think we just talk about it, <clears throat> generally speaking. Yeah. And then, right. and then we can, when we feel like we've do- devoted sufficient time to it, um, we'll we'll sort of wrap with because because so many things kind of bounce around in the way it happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Let's let's. Uh, I don't think there's any. There's not a lot of compelling enough dialogue to 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 worry about. I think we just discussed the unfinished business per se. I think we got to talk about Kara. I think we got to talk about Anders. I think we got to talk about Bill and and uh, Roslyn. I think we got to talk a little bit about Hilo battling. Uh, that that's there's a couple of moments here where, like I said, some of the fights in the ring don't really matter as much. They seem to have no context, if that makes sense. Mm, um, we yeah. should probably talk about Duwala. We should probably talk about Anders. It's almost like a character rundown. How are they? Where are they now? Talk about the chief a little bit. Um, and yeah, just kind of pepper it in. All right. All right. And I mean, I think we also we could even just uh, talk about the overall, you know, Kara and Lee story here. Because the, the, I mean, it is kind of a one shot for them because we get, get the, the overall where they were at on Nuka Africa and what happened there and how it's now coming back in the ring. That's mm-hmm. a pretty contained story. Yeah, I think that's probably the meat of this entire thing. Um, so then it just basically becomes... So So what I want to do is get a couple of things out of the way right off the bat. Number one, Hilo would beat the brakes off of Lee. <laughs> and he does. He, he does, does, yeah. In He's that way, fight. Way taller. Um, there's only a couple of guys here that ever move like they're boxing, and that's the two unnamed guys you see boxing for just a minute. <laughs> One of one <laughs> of them, one of them, boxers. yeah. One, no, I don't think they're boxers. They're probably stuntmen with some boxing training. Right. Like the way one of the guys kind of backs up, touches his nose, and moves around, you can go, "All right, like he's he's trained a little bit at least, right? Maybe more." It's tough to say. It was just a quick clip, sparred a little bit, yeah. So I, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, "Ah, look at these guys boxing. This is funny." <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know. These soft actors and their make ups training. I don't even silly care hits. about that. No, it's nah. not even that. But it's just like I don't know, Kara. I don't know if you could outbox Lee. And like, maybe. Yeah. Now maybe that's one of those. Maybe. <laughs> that's one of the things the episode. Where I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, your quality and all, but let's not forget about just the sheer mass difference. Yeah, he's not uh, a big guy. There's that. He's not he huge. is. He's yeah. small. He's he's strong as shit. 
Um, I feel like she would have struggled to fight Hot Dog more with his big, tall range, but um, she beats him up pretty well. But you know, it's yeah. it's it's not a fucking it's not a boxing documentary, so I don't want to beat it up too bad. <laughs> right? Like right. I get I get what they're going for. It's like you we, when you watch Rocky, you don't go, "Wow, that's that's really something." You watch Rocky for for other reasons. You don't watch Rocky because you're watching it for the amazing boxing technique. Right. You're not trying to learn how to box from Rocky. Yeah. There's um. I think it's. The fucking boxer movie with Daniel Day Lewis. There's a dude who could move like a boxer, Daniel fucking Day Lewis. Why? Because really? he trained to be a boxer for the fucking Wait, movie. Because he's a crazy person. What movie did he fucking box in? Um, ugh, fuck, I don't remember the name. Is it? Isn't it? Um, I'm trying to remember the fucking movie. He plays the Irish dude. Isn't oh, it the shit. boxer? I think it's just the boxer. Oh, maybe so. Shit. Am I wrong I about that? that? Fuck. I didn't even th- know about that movie. Oh, dude, you gotta watch it. Watch him box. He's fucking great. Damn. It's shocking Damn. how good he is. I let's I'm check so IMDb now. right now, Matthew. <laughs> yes. Mm. All right. <laughs> That's right. Let's get down this Daniel Day Lewis rabbit hole. I'm into it, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get into the boxer, motherfuckers. The boxer? The boxer? Yeah, the boxer. Daniel Day-Lewis. Bing, bang, boom. 1997. Yep. Fuck. How did I not know about that? Brian Cox up in this? Yeah. Some of the shots of him, man. Yeah. The Damn boxer. dog. Yeah, dude. Shit, I want to watch that tonight. <laughs> Dude's a fucking, good. He's a beast. Yeah, he did. I, I seem to remember him. I, I seem to remember not being annoyed. If that makes sense, I'm gonna <laughs> right. now. I gotta check the trivia. Boxed and trained for three years. Three years. Jesus Christ, he's a madman. Hey, real quick, he's gonna knock you out. So don't fight him. <laughs> right? He's gonna punch you the fuck out. Three fuck. years, dude. That explains it. That's crazy, man. That's yeah. fucking nuts. There you go. Bing well, bang boom. Hats off. Hats off, pal. You're the man. <laughs> um. So I'm sorry. What What were you saying before I interrupted you with my DDL talk? Boy, it is uh, lost in the ether now. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm down, we were just I'm talking about the boxing technique, and it's not <laughs> yeah. a boxing documentary. It doesn't have to be. And then yeah. I said it doesn't have to be that boxer movie from 1997. No, it does not. But I think, you know, another thing to talk about as far as, like, the nature of the fights that we that we get in here, you know, this first fight with Hilo and, and Lee, it is so very much, I mean, just the editing of the episode really pounds at home that Lee is thinking about Kara already in the midst of this th- fight. He's already trying to get that energy out here, um, and it's not going well for him with Hilo. Right. But that's very much what's rattling around in his brain. That's why he's in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, we're not, we're not going to say, oh, remember the part where he punches her and, and then she gives the sultry look and then she's mad. Like, we got to get down to brass tacks about what we think about character villains because there's really zero plot advancement here. This is very much a character-driven episode. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So let's, let's not bury the lead. Let's talk about Kara. This is really the focal point for her. Some of Lee, I mean, she's juggling two guys. He's juggling two girls. Anders and Dwala are sort of out in the cold on this one. Right. And to be honest, I was a little surprised. You know, our first introduction of, of Kara in this episode, she's with Anders and they're banging it out. Um, the, the last time we saw them together was where she was saying, I just want to hurt somebody and it might as well be you. And he kind of just turns and walks away and she grabs him and pulls him back. And I maybe now wrongly interpreted that as, oh, she still wants to try and actually work this out, actually like work out their relationship. 
And at this point, it seems like that's not the case. She seems like she is still pretty cold with him and just uh, uses him like her fucking toy. And then she's like, all right, thanks for that. I'm out. Yep. And and he's the one letting, sitting there saying, I want our marriage back. I actually want a relationship. And she's pretty much just shrugging that off. Yeah, he's way hotter than Lee. I'm just going to throw that out there. Right? Way. She's tossing off this piece dude, of meat. Way hotter than Lee. Andrus would cut a swath of destruction like a grim reaper harvesting souls. <laughs> if he was to just go on a fuck spree on the Galactica. Dude. A cock-shaped Sith for this deadly sex grim reaper. Absolutely. And, and just imagine all the women, every woman in the fleet is one of the corn stalks. And he's just, whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> just back and forth, whoosh, just dropping them. Whoosh. Dude, he would well, clean dude, I, house. I gotta say, by the end of this episode, Dwale ain't safe. <laughs> like, Dwale ain't safe, like, son! You better lock look- her up! Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, when they're standing there at the end of the ring and he's like, I'm gonna head out, and she's still standing there, I'm like, girl, follow him. Come on, fuck this bullshit. No, do you know These what she's doing? teens punching me- each other in the ring. Go fuck him. You know what I'm telling you right now? You know what she's doing that? Because she's just working up the frenzy of a frack she's gonna throw him. <laughs> By just watching them. Dude, you know she's going to werewolf fuck him. She's just, she is. she is, dude. She's just like, oh, God. He he opens up his door to, you know, to the, the hallway. But, you know, he's going to go, you know, get some water in the middle of the night. And he just sees Duwala, dead sprint, pulling off clothes, dropping him on the ground. Dead <laughs> sprinting down the hall, kicking <laughs> off boots, fucking dives onto him. Yep. Going to just pile him into the wall. Mm, yep, and Duali uh, and Duali nursing super the hot. So go, Anders. Super hot. Yeah, <laughs> just go ahead. Yeah, it's a good just, move. Just seal that up. Yep, knock it but. down, dude. Yeah, like pulling <laughs> bowling pins. Set them up, knock, knocking them down. Got to knock that one down. Seriously, but no. Puck, as as far as the beginning though, poor fucking Anders just wanted. Hey, he thought dude. he had got his girl back. It's this beautiful reunion that they had gotten married and they had started a life on New Caprica, and that got fucked up and it was a disaster but even that got miraculously we, we were able to get out of here and get out of here alive and get, be reunited and get back together in our relationship and it's just shit <laughs> it's just shit <laughs> like I, I'm, he's honestly about in the same camp as Hilo for me it's just like ah you poor fuck <laughs> like you just can't catch one can you first yeah. you're on uh, you know Caprica and nuclear radiation just fighting to survive almost abandoned you finally get saved then you're in the cylon fucking insurgency it's a total nightmare you finally get back on board Galact- get back to galactica for the first time actually um and have some normalcy seems like things are safer again safe ish and nah still shitty your girl not into it brutal brutal yep. poor anders i like the uh take your boots right he had the boots outside the door so nobody would interrupt him so <laughs> that's the move i guess get your boots out we're in here knocking them yep get it and uh, yeah, she just sort of casts him off. I mean, the show wants you to, I think the show wants you to, I don't know. I, do you think it plays favorites between Anders? It's never given you a reason not to like Anders. He's just been a stand-up guy the whole time. Right, right. I think at the end of the day, it knows that we care more. He was a about- little bloodthirsty about, about Ellen, but that's about it. That's about it. Um, and even that's kind of a stretch. It was a very understandable thing. 100%. I mean, how even Ty's the one who pulled the trigger. 100%. Uh, but you yeah, know what you need day, to do. Like, he told them or something, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's it has given us absolutely no reason to dislike Anders. It just has given us a lot more investment with Lee and uh, Kara. We know them better. We care about them more. 
Um, but I think the sh- I, I think to the show's credit, it is not trying to just gloss over Anders and be like, and now they're going to finally get together. Hooray! Isn't that great? Like it's shitty. There is you know collateral damage in this, mm-hmm. um, and I, I like that they're showing that. To be honest, <clears throat> yeah, me too. I, I like that as well. Uh, in L- in the chat, Elzar says um, that he's what he's basically saying, and and I'll just say it in different way that Tamo Peniket, which play, who the guy who plays Agathon. Uh, Jamie oh. Bamber plays Apollo, and he was saying he was really nervous to get in the ring with uh, Hilo because he was like, <laughs> the, guy, the guy could fucking lay me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking Sylvester Stallone with Dolph Lundgren. Like, no geez. shit. Yeah, yeah. We know how that would actually go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Destroyed. <laughs> Especially with all of his, you know, I don't know, over 100 some on competitive karate fights. Jesus. <laughs> and his double <laughs> doctorates and giant, huge, awesome body. I will destroy you with anatomical accuracy. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, I I feel bad for Anders. Like I said, I think he's a stand-up guy. I do like that the show is not giving us. You know, one of the things I want to I want to compliment the show on is a, a lesser show could have just said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna make you more sympathetic to Kara and Lee by making Anders more of a jerk. You know how shows like to do that? Oh, yeah. I hate that. So cheap. It's so super, easy. It's so cheesy. It's so... He suddenly picks up a drinking problem. He starts being shitty. He's yep. mean. Yep. You're like, oh, fuck him. Go with Lee. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just total audience manipulation. It's bull- bullshit, basically. It's garbage. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things I appreciate about this episode. It doesn't, it doesn't try to get too cute as far as that goes. It's not like, oh... Yeah, here's what we're gonna do. Mm. It's still you. You feel bad for Anders. You're like, fuck I off. Do. Definitely do. These, these two fucking angsty teens can't work their shit out. Right. Absolutely. And you know, it's it's we've seen Duala putting up with the bullshit too for for actually longer. Don't you think? Right. Don't you feel yeah, like the show so. has shown her? I mean, she's so supportive, dude. She stuck by your fat ass. <laughs> I was just gonna say, dude, she fucked fatly. That girl gets a medal. Come on, she's beautiful. She's fucking she's beautiful. Banging she gorgeous. Wor- yeah. Has a good job. Solid benefits. Right. Mm-hmm. She supports you at your worst. Ugh. Doesn't just bounce on you. Doesn't fuck around on you. Doesn't do bullshit on you. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can't. I mean, I get it. You're chasing the firecracker, but man. Ah, God. Jesus. You you. scooped her up off of a dead man, and now you're just going to toss her to the side for some blonde bimbo. I tell you, the older I get in my wisdom, the the more I... Like, if I was, like, 25, I'd be like, yeah, I get it, fucking A, trying to bang Starbucks, right? (laughs) Like, I get it, but now I'm just like, God, you fucking fool. Marry her tomorrow. (laughs) Look at her. And she, and not just, it, but the whole thing, right? The whole thing. You yeah. fat pig, you piglet. <laughs> she sucked your fat penis, and now this. Ugh. Now this. Mm. Get out of here. Motherfucker. Well, that's kind of my take on it. So I, I got two all's back in this one. Yeah. And yeah. Andrew, you know, it's, day, it, it's, it's funny, when I watched this back in the day, I was like, ah, oh, bummer, but yeah, they're, they're meant to be. God, I was just so much more romantic and full of life. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man! What happened? That was two thousand and what six? God, <laughs> the thousand little deaths that have occurred between Jesus then and now. Christ, man! <laughs> I, wow, we we're really going down a psychological rabbit hole with this. That's just life. <laughs> that you know, it's just no, the way it true. is. You know, 
it's just like, God. It's, I mean, you're already there, so you're really fucked. You might as well just blow your brains out now. It's pretty much done. Save yourself a <laughs> life of <laughs> agony. Yeah, I already got the Remington shotgun on order. So. <laughs> you could press the trigger with your toe. Fuck, that's so hardcore. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? I'm going to go to the top of the tallest building in Portland and go, it's all for you, Damien. Oh, Christ. Nice. Nice one. <laughs> Everybody's like, did that guy make a lame movie reference, then kill himself? Yeah. Like, That's my legacy. That's Where's it. Matt? He's everywhere. He used a shotgun on his face. <laughs> on his head, and then his body splattered all over the ground. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> oh, shit. So Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of half-joking about the, the romance thing and, and more saying how I appreciate D more now as an older gentleman than I did as a younger gentleman. <laughs> oh, totally. And I'm, I'm not kidding at all when I'm, I'm seriously <clears> like, I hope. Anders and, and D get a thing. I'm like, yeah, you guys should. Fuck these losers. I'm sworn <laughs> to secrecy. I can't say anything. Oh. Ooh, I'm titillated. But I could see her working up the image of what she was going to do to Anders by just watching them. Oh, yeah. Getting all revved. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But all so, right. <clears throat> Lee gets his fucking teeth knocked out pretty much, laid out by Hilo. He does. So he gets stood up and the fight is called. Hilo has it. And, of yeah. course, fucking Kara... Dude. You're done for like, the night, by the way. Yes, dude. That's what I kept You're thinking too. Done I was like, for no, the no, night. no, no. You go sit down now. That's what. That's it. You go. That's it. Actually, you're not even going to sleep because you might want to make sure you don't have a fucking concussion. You know, it's so utterly insane. What? Early UFC, they'd fight multiple times a night. Jesus Christ! Dude. Can you imagine, dude? Oh, yeah, man. Lee can't even get out of the fucking ropes. And Coddle comes in and they just call it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they look into his eyes as being like unsteady and they're like, all right, that's it. Fight's over. And I'm like, you're going to fight again, you fucking lunatic? Also, can we just say, you know what? It's nice to see Hilo having a good day, right? <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk nice. about Hilo, right? <laughs> yeah. He Back gets to, in hey, the also- ring. He beats the shit out of the little guy, jabbing him, boom, uh-huh. boom, jab, bang, bang. Keeping That's him away, it, using his range, pop, 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 beats him up, fucking knocks him down, busts his eye open. Next thing you know, his beautiful and supportive, albeit Cylon broad, jumps in the <laughs> ring, wraps her legs around him. She's so proud and supportive of him, Hell loves yeah. him deeply. I go, yeah, you know what? In that moment, he beats the shit out of the boss's kid, because that fucking guy, he sucks. <laughs> beats the shit out of the boss's kid. And he's got a, you know, the beautiful Asian, fucking beautiful Cylon lady waiting Hell for yeah. him, hugging and supporting him. He's on top of the world in that moment. He beats up the boss's kid, and he's got the love and support of his lovely Hell Cylon yeah. girlfriend. I just wish Sharon could have just turned as they were hugging to leave. Should have gotten you a Cylon girl, honker Ted Adam Wink. Nice. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> and, you know, no fighting from Sharon. That wouldn't have went well. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they should have got her in the ring. <laughs> Let's uh, see for Cylon Superstar. Oh, God, she tore his head off. Yep, fight over. Can somebody bring in a bucket and a shovel? <laughs> <laughs> she, she won. Uh, I think Hot Dog's face is over here. Uh, we have actually found the ultimate fighter. She won them all. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> she wins the, uh, the UFC belt in 1996 and gets like $16. <laughs> where the fuck they were paying those guys back in the 90s. Uh, a fucking church's chicken gift card. Yeah. Uh, you guys need for free at Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope you didn't lose too many teeth. I hope it was worth it. Yeah, yep. Ah, and you what? just, you know, you just see a dual, just so happy. The transfer is approved and, you know, it's, it's, 
I, I like the contrast of of uh, Anders and Starbuck, sort of casual in that early scene where where they come across D and Lee in their uni- fleet uniforms. Right. Totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But let's let's talk about something I know you're very fond of. Let's talk about Adama. Let's talk about the president. Oh yeah, good old Rosalind and Bill. I love this shit, man. I love them. I do. Yeah, that's it. It's, God, it has been a minute since we've seen them be this kind of like free with each other. You know, like we had that one kiss we got to see them have. That's kind of it, you know. And there's been obviously more warmth and familiarity kind of between them, but it's never really gone much further. Like this scene on New Caprica, where where Adama's sitting there with his little feetsies in the alluvial sand. <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. Yeah, I, I mean, fucking Rosalind is cute as shit in this episode. I really like her. Totally. That's a nice color on you. <laughs> I love it. Yep. How romantic. That is a charming and smooth move, dude. Hell yeah. You know, he's not like, nice fucking dates over. Right? (laughs) Compliments on her color. God damn, that's good. And because you know why that's a really especially great compliment? That's what she took the time figuring out. That's what she put the effort (laughs) into is the dress, the color. She put it and he's like, that's a good color. She's like, you're complimenting her looks, her taste, all of it. It's fucking smooth operator shit. Yep, he is a smooth, he is, to quote Sade, a smooth operator. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure is. And, uh, and so then, he, I liked it. Uh, I liked that as well. I liked that reveal. This is this is kind of where the stuntmen are kind of duking it out a little too. When <laughs> Let's get a couple real guys in here. Because they're talking ringside. Um, so, yeah, my daddy was a fighter and I've always loved a good fight. Pretty cool. I that, found that unexpected. Yeah, no, I liked it. I actually really expected her to not be into this. When she came down there and said that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't didn't see that coming. It's cool. You know, she's not she's never been overly judgmental with this the way the crew sort of operates in their day to day. Right. You know? I think she knows they need to have what they need to have. Like whatever they're they're doing and their rituals and their their free time, their the way they conduct themselves in R and R, that's their business. That's what works. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But he basically says it, you know, arguments, uh, you know, we get feuds. This this is a tradition versus yeah, something. A lot of frustration aboard warships. That's arguments right. Arguments become grudges and end up being feuds. Rank doesn't matter. As long as you throw your tags in the box, everyone's fair game. That's Pretty cool. It. So I guess the way it works is everyone's tags go in the box. You pick a set of tags and that person can pick whoever else's tags are in the box. Boy, oh boy. That's it. <laughs> and go out there and get your fucking head caved. Yeah. What was he? What, what was Hot Dog thinking? Picking Starbuck first of all. I see. That's what I was talking about earlier. Of like, this is kind of the only fight we get that could be some. Ah, uh, we were up here and you were down there, kind of right shit there. But I'm totally with you. Of like, what did you think you were gonna do, man? <laughs> I don't know. Like, dude, would it be funny day, if he just beat the brakes off her? Just I, both eyes swollen, <laughs> fucking falling through the ropes. She's crying. Just like brutal. <laughs> It's just, like no one's cheering. He's like, yeah, yeah. And like everybody's just dead silent. Like, oh, Dude. God, this, that was rough to watch. <laughs> fucking brutal. <laughs> Did you ever see, um, uh, uh, what the fuck's his, um, is it Ray Mercer? You ever see Ray Mercer knock out Tommy Morrison? No. Oh, my God, dude. It is fucking brutal. Tommy <laughs> Morrison was a pretty good heavyweight. Um, it is fucking brutal. Do you want to see it? <laughs> Kind of. Oh my god, it's so fucking brutal. He gets him like in the ropes, and he just punches him to death in the ropes. It's 
so bad. Oof. It's brutal. They're, like he gets, the, he gets knocked up. Oh fights. my god! It's so bad because he's teeing off on him while he's unconscious in the room. The ref was really bad. Like it sounds like he, he he goes out and he just fucking bombs him. Oh my god! It was fucking brutal. I thought he was dead. Ugh. Ray Mercer Wait. just fucking beats the shit out of him. It's brutal, dude. Oh my god. Anyway, I highly recommend Ooh, it. Ray Mercer versus Tommy Morrison knockout. I got that queued up for later. Oh, it's brutal. But um, yeah, I <laughs> in other words, imagine if Hot Dog gets in there and Ray Mercer's her like Tommy Morrison. Just <laughs> fucking beats like out of nowhere. He's like this fucking boxer and he just pounds the shit out of her. I'd be like, what the fuck? But no, to your point, this is one of the issues I had with the episode, which was that if if we could have seen more of more if we could have seen more guys in the they have here's what I'm trying to say and I can't because I don't know how to podcast I guess what I'm trying to say is that we have three se- three seasons not fully three two seasons and a half basically of grudges that we've witnessed can't we have them be fighting right right it'd be kind of funny if Adam and Roslyn fought that's a good one <laughs> Ty Ty and Roslyn. <laughs> Come here, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I like honestly that. was. I was half waiting for a uh, a tie Adama fight. I was like, Is absolutely. That yep. Is that going to happen? I was a little surprised. Part of me thinks that the two command officers were sort of staying out of it, right? That like you guys can't get fully in here. Yeah, can't have can't have the the two highest ranked just beating the shit out of each other. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah. So, because yeah, who do we have? We have Lee and Kara. That fight makes sense to me. Totally. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Lee and Adama makes less sense to me. Wait, Lee and Adama? Sorry, what? Sorry, I'm an idiot. Lee and, and Hilo. Right, right. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't know why they would be fighting. I think it was, I honestly interpreted it as he wanted somebody, a tough, a tough fight to kind of just sure. throw himself at really hard to kind of work out this anger. And I, I think I almost even think that he didn't care about getting his ass kicked. Like, he was like, that'd be fine. That's a, well, that's what I think happened with Adam. I think Adam knew he was going to piss the chief off to where he got his ass beat because, I mean, he's fucking 60-something, and the chief, you know, he's a knuckle-dragger on the deck. He works his ass off all day long. He's not a pencil pusher. No. And uh, he's no, going to beat you up. strong boy. He's going to beat you up, and after a while, he's going to get you. Ty, <laughs> <laughs> your funeral. Yeah, exactly. But, um... Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, there's I, I'm just thinking, Cat and Kara would have been great. Ooh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, now that you say it, that's true. Why didn't why wasn't that there? Who would Hilo have battled? Fucking, fucking, he could have battled Chief. Work it out once right. and for all. That would have been a good one. That'd have been a good one. Hilo would be. That's a Chief, they made this episode okay. so focused on on Lee and Kara. Um, which is, yeah, like that. Is that, so, so is that something you don't like about it? Cause I know you're, I know you like a lot of the character development of Kara. I do. I do. And that's why it it was weird to me that I was just like not feeling it. Like, it's almost like I just didn't want to see them work it out this way. Almost. Maybe you're, Um, maybe you are instinctively coming to the realization that I came to through, uh, academically about flashbacks maybe you're just like getting hitched on the uh it's just weird you said it maybe could be maybe yeah i mean you there, said I structure was... the structure was weird for you maybe that's part of it i think that is actually part of it uh i mean it, again it was just the kind of whole overall format but at the same time the flashbacks with lee i mean not lee um Rosalind and uh bill i like um 
yeah, I don't know. It would have been cool if we would have seen the wedding. Like, it would have been cool if they would have fucked around prior to this episode. And then the next day she marries him. That's such a power move. Also a wicked gut punch. Way more than you could ever sustain in a ring. Totally. Unless yeah. it was probably a hook from Mike Tyson. But um, <laughs> then you'd be crying. But, um, and then we see them sort of, and, and it's kind of been unaddressed and we've been, or or maybe, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say, we go in with the knowledge and instead of making the entire narrative about that, because remember, you have to show us that and then you have to make us feel something about that, which is what all these flashbacks are doing, right? Right. But it would have been kind of neat if we got to see it more with other characters that have unfinished business instead of just the two, right? Because Adama makes a speech about this and all this other crap, and then we got him. Then we got him with this issue with the chief, which we've never seen them have a rivalry before, not more than other people, right? Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little wonky. They could have. I like the. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I like the idea of unfinished business. It's an old tradition. We're going to work it out. Dog tags and the thing. Cool. There's this. There's this type of honor to it, which I dig. There's working it out and, and hugging and finding respect, like I said at the top, uh, via that sort of shared experience in in uh, in this you know high like like Joe Rogan calls uh, UFCs like it's it's high stakes problem solving. It's a really <laughs> good way to say it, you know. Um, true. And that's what this is, but it's also more of this emotional connection. Like these people really know each other. They work with each other. They build up resentment over time and. And it's a cool release. And it just would have been cooler to see people more... It would have been cooler to see people duking it out that we know already have pre-existing rivalries between each other. Right. That finally get to come centerpiece. Yeah, exactly. I think that would have worked. I think then the, the, the then it makes more sense. Um, like, I, I like the Chief Adama stuff, but I'm also like, I mean... I mean, it's kind of fabricated for the episode. That's that. That was my point earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. That there, you know, to make him the example of <clears throat> his feelings about the crew, or yeah, or even just his reason for monologuing about being ready and being vigilant and being ready for war. I'm like, well, Chief is man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Even even if him dicking off right here and now is not a, a great example of the crew <clears throat> being soft. Yeah, I, I think it's. I don't think it's a good example. Because because I think we've gathered for this tradition to take a night off. That's the fucking point. You just called it a tradition. Now you're going to break his balls because he's because he's letting one of his guys here. Like, do you know what I mean? In other words, you just called it this big tradition, and it's going to be awesome. And now you're breaking his balls, and you want to get in the ring with him. And then we're like, well, well, that's thin. Let's let's whip up a flashback and get us a little more involved. Elzar says um, <clears throat> he was punishing himself as well as making his point. I totally agree with that. I think Adama was 100% punishing himself. Um, I think I think we could we could we could reference Hero as Adama feeling like maybe he needs punishment in his eyes. Mm, yeah. It would have it would have been interesting if we connected it back to Hero a little bit because of some of the stuff you said on that episode, Matt, which was you know Hero exists as this man carrying this for all this time, right? Yeah, that's something you appreciated about the episode more than I did. It would have been cool to see maybe that work itself out here. And, and you know, it's funny because I'm talking on both sides of my mouth. On the one hand, I'm like, I don't want to, there to be dumb, drummed up, you know, trumped up fucking obvious bullshit flashbacks when we feel something. And then on the other hand, I'm saying there was zero connection. And it's like, so what do you want? Do you want us to connect it or not? <laughs> but I think you could have connected it because we saw an episode devoted to it. It could have been a simple— right. 
It could have just been a simple memory of 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 uh, Danny, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think I do think there's something there as far as what Elzar said too, of just like this is maybe maybe Adama kind of thinking he needs to publicly take his licks in front of the crew that they think he didn't get when he was up in the ship and they were on New Caprica. Like, this sure, is, I've suffered like the rest of you. I, sure. I'm not afraid to suffer. You know, alongside you here, I'll fucking prove it. You know what? I like that better. Yeah. I like that better than my hero example. I like that better. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, yeah, uh, credit to, to credit to Elzar. I think that's that's his. It, point. I, I I think if Elzar would have gotten an opportunity to do a rewrite on that part of the script, it would have been better. And I'm and I'm not just blowing smoke up his ass. He might be a shit writer, but I'm just saying from an idea <laughs> perspective, like you yeah. could you could have said instead of making a point about oh I I've gotten too close and we've gotten too soft. It's like wait what. What are you talking about? I never felt that way. I never felt like your softness cost lives. It's just lives were lost. It could have just been you were up there and you you went in there and you wanted to taunt Chief or whoever and let that person beat the crap out of you because you feel like you deserve punishment because you were on the Galactica and you didn't suffer down on the planet. That makes sense to me. That would be... I think I'm trying to... I think, I think I'm starting to see a really good episode in here if it gets tweaked. <laughs> That's what I was saying about I'm so high on most of the Adama and, and Roz and stuff. I think there's a deeper story underneath it where I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I just care more about that than I care about the tension that I've kind of always been aware of between, mm. uh, you know, Lee and, and Kara. I'm like, yeah, I know. You guys want to fuck. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> you want to do it real bad. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know what would have been, you know been amazing? Mm. If, uh, if, if <laughs> they should have had, they should have had, uh, chief come into the ring with like a fucking mohawk he would been he would been looking down at Roz and hey woman hey woman listen here that would have been so good I bet you stay up late dreaming about me every night you want a real man baby yeah that oh been, yeah get Adama in the ring no like Clubber Lang Rocky 3 right uh, <laughs> hey woman hey I just want now I just want it to be a professional wrestling match though <laughs> I just want like you want the high stakes drama working shit out from backstage bringing it onto the mat it's got to be WWF baby I don't hate you I, I don't hate you Adama I just pity the fool <laughs> it's so good <laughs> shit that'd have been awesome there is no tomorrow Be, just beating the shit out of him ah oh, that would have been amazing oh, shit. I'll show you a real man just pointing to pointing to her down on the fucking apron <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it would have been my favorite episode. Even if he just did that, he didn't even need the mohawk. Could have just done it. <laughs> I'll show you a real man. <laughs> Fucking just Fucking club. Chief's face. Just clubber laying in it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no mohawk, just a bunch of gold chains. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck, Hell just yes. weighed down. Hell yes, dude. 15 pounds of chains. Fucking coddles in there. Just get one of those fucking knit caps that the fucking ding-dong hipsters wear in August. Right? <laughs> Get one of those knit caps, throw it on Coddle so he looks like Mickey. <laughs> They're killing they you in there. They're killing there in here, Adama. They're killing you. <laughs> we got to have to cut you, Adama. God damn. This episode's so much better all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Rosalind. And I know it's supposed to be adorable when she says, you want to win? Do this. I'm like, yeah, but not. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the ring. Yeah, seriously, shit. get out of the ring, though. Colonial <laughs> One needs you for some paperwork, though. Real quick. <laughs> some legislation on your desk that needs hey, a pin. Yeah, go sign some orders. Pick out a new color. Yeah. Probably do that, though. Instead of what you're doing right now, you're just annoying me. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I mean, I like it for Rosalind being so much on Adama's side and like rooting for him and everything. But yeah, it is kind of a silly moment of like, mm-hmm. okay, you're the you're the fucking coach now. Yeah, she All is, right. bro. She's got that boxing pedigree, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your guard up. Hit him with a left. <laughs> <laughs> try to not get hit and try to hit him. I Go. want you to move your head a little bit and don't get hit. Use your punches oh. that we taught you. All right, you. here we go. When you get in there, I want you to try and move away from his punches, and I want you to try to land your punches on him somewhere <laughs> above the belts what such. <laughs> All right, go. Hit him more than he's hitting you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Awesome. That's why you're president. <laughs> That's it. She, you know, she, she came in as the, the, heavyweight, the heavyweight candidate. <laughs> Uh, balls. But we get the whole thing. The chief's like, I don't want to have my baby on a boat. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have my baby on a boat, Captain. Can you help me out here, dude? You'll be born with sea legs. Hey, Pop. Hey, hey, hey old man. I don't want to have my cult leader fucking girlfriend here. I don't want to have my baby on a fucking boat because my kid's going to get the silly legs, and I don't need that in my life. I don't want to deal with silly legs. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, Bill. If my kid has the silly legs, I'm going to dash his head against the bulkhead. <laughs> Jesus. I can't oh, have no fucking... silly legs in the fucking Tyrell name. I'll bash <laughs> their head right on the goddamn bulkheads and throw them out the airlock. Chief, did I, I, mention, you don't... Did I ever mentioned I was a Roman legion? <laughs> Chief, I don't really... I'm not picking up on your new accent. It's this new it's way weird. of talking. It's weird. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying you better have Cardle on standby. My kid gets his silly legs and he's on the boat. You know what, Chief? You're creeping me out. You can go down <laughs> to the planet. Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. Thanks, thanks. Uh, okay, you ready there, cult leader girl? Huh? <laughs> Have you whisked any women away to be sex slaves for rich guys lately? She's she's busy etching a pentagram into her pregnant belly with a pen knife. <laughs> like, fuck, this lady is fucked. <laughs> awesome. Oh, shit. That'd be pretty cool. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. She fucking puts her, like, you know, pregnant broads with them big, long dresses. She like put, for the dark brood. She puts it back down over her, and you just see, like, the pentagram blood seep through the thing. <laughs> Oh, what do you do? Oh, spotting's nothing. normal. Oh, that's fine. You're bleeding. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> spotting's normal in pregnancy. You're not <laughs> through your stomach. <laughs> you should probably go see Doc Cottle. I would, but he's <laughs> tending to the fighters. Yeah. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Woo. On target. Uh, Elzar Chief, where are you from on the boot? He's doing a. He's he's uh, he he hacked. He did a little. He hacked up a a uh, Sopranos line. I think it's <laughs> what part of the boot you from. He says to Dr. Melfi, right, Dude. Tony? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. what part of the boat are you from? <laughs> anyway. Fucking Jersey animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So good. But, um... <clears throat> well, I suppose... I guess we should just get to the uh, the, the, the showdown. The, the real showdown of this whole fucking thing is Lee and Kara. Yeah, man. And, I mean, really? she's been... She wants it 
a lot more than he does right here, at least as far as an actual fight between the two of them. You know, Lee's all wrapped up in his feelings. We see that when he's fighting Hilo and everything that's flashing through his mind. But at the same time, as soon as he gets out of the ring, I mean, Kara is just on his ass. Like, oh, a bit off more than you could chew, huh? Oh, really? you're just not even ready to handle it anymore? Uh, just like hovering around him, just pestering him. Mm, yeah. She wants that fight bad. She does. Yeah, she she really pushes for it and she gets it and then you know, we get a lot of the flashbacks as to as to why. But we are we not are we going to not mention um the president and uh the admiral of the fleet getting high together? Dude, that's so fucking funny. It's fucking <laughs> perfect. This is good. This is good, president. I recommend you puff it. Take a nice deep just... inhale, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we should just enjoy this. Before I worked in the Galactica, I used to do pool cleanings, and I'd sit in the van and smoke away. <laughs> I used to drive around San Diego and clean people's pools, and before I went to the fleet. <laughs> uh, you know she's some fucking in her in her other life was some hippy dippy ass. Oh art my teacher, god! Just fucking yes. putting the towel under the oh, door in her office. My oh my god! Yes, <laughs> you know it. Fucking um, Secretary of Education. She used to Secretary be into cr- blazing. No shit. She used to be into fucking crystals and shit. Whatever fucking <laughs> ding dong useless job she had. <laughs> oh fuck auras. Hell yeah. She, you know she gave villain and aura you, reading, and you know she would have fucking banged the. You know she would have banged Bill when she was younger, right? Hell yeah. Fucking banging the Mexican dude just to piss off her white dad. <laughs> he's sitting at home, right? He just he's got fucking shrapnel in his dick from Korea. Next thing he knows is his fucking white daughter's banging some Mexican guy, his precious white daughter. <laughs> that is, you know, this is probably 80s era white dad too. That's not it, having it. Not having it. He's you know, there are some people cool back in the day. Not everyone was racist, but but her her dad, that's why she went hippie, right? That's she it. wanted to get in Rebelled. touch with her feelings. Dad didn't want her to hug her, didn't want to make her soft. Right. No hugs. That's why she's a boxer. That's right. That's why she's a boxing coach also. Uh, yes. I really like this uh this Marvel style alternate timeline, alternate universe we've given to Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh fuck. Next thing you know, you're in the back of his fucking pool cleaning van, smoking smoking a J and uh and, and boning to some like weirdo psychedelic music. Some Grateful Dead, let's be it's, honest. It's one of those, like, he's in his pool things, you guys start smoking, and, you know, his pants his pants come down, his, his shirt's open, you just kind of lift the dress up and kind of crawl on top of him. Clothing's still on, you know? Just in <laughs> case somebody bangs on the on the van door. You're supposed Some to be, pissed off customer. Or, or his dad, right? True. His dad doesn't mind that he's banging a white broad, but he's also kind of like... Come on, fucker, get to work. You know, he doesn't, he's trying to fucking make a living here. In time for <laughs> you. you. banging future president. That's right, man. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's good. It's a good origin. I like it. I'm glad it's we're. It's a beautiful I'm, love story, really. It really is. Honestly, it really is. And in the end, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I didn't even see it, but it's probably like that Green Book movie, right? In the end, the fucking dad. <laughs> the love is, conquers racism. You know what I'm saying? The, the fucking dad comes over and he's like, he's like, well, I was wrong about you. I only ever knew how to. How to punch Mexicans in the ring, and now I'm going to learn how to love them. <laughs> he fucking like hugs. Every- he hugs. He <laughs> oh, hugs fuck. young Bill Adama with his boxing gloves on. Right? <laughs> Holy shit! 
Uh, That's why when he gets in the ever. ring too at the end of this episode, Adama's like, "This is for your pop." That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> That's it, dude. Oh fuck! Like every Oscar-nominated movie about this topic, orgasms conquered racism. Absolutely. And by the way, I think we should definitely. I think. I think we should probably get some sort of Oscar nod for this. <laughs> for our. They shouldn't have been a new category mm-hmm. for hypothetical non-movies discussed over a podcast <laughs> finest concept award <laughs> for 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 script for hypothetical script expansion we have Matthew and <laughs> Dean of LSG Meaning. Woo! We go up there, and you're like, I love all minorities equally, and I'm like, I love <laughs> women, and rape is terrible. Everyone cheers for us. <laughs> And then um, we we drive away, and we're we're in we're in Hollywood now, man. We're fucking in. We're in it. All right, now let's write our story of in us in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> now we squander all of our money immediately. I immediately get on a plane and I move to like Colorado. I can tell you that much. I'm going away from fucking California. I'm not staying there. Oh fuck. Anyway, I hope this is somebody's first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hell oh, yeah, man. It's been a while since we've gone this far. Woo! Yeah. Well, I Woo! mean, you know, Boy, it's man. like, you know, it's unfinished business, baby. Yeah, we're just trying boxing. to finish it. They're boxing. They want to fuck. I get it. Yeah. I get the whole. I got it. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Ready? Here, I'm going to wrap this up. They do a little punch in each other. Then they do a little bit of fucking smashing of the genitals. And uh, they work things out. I missed you. Next I episode. Miss you too. <laughs> Next up. Done it. Tooth stings. Mm, you want to fight or do you want to fuck? <laughs> done and done. Oh, shit. Kara bouncing around. <laughs> Lee, Lee's still fucking concussed from fighting Hilo. Oh, yeah. He's still slumped over in a corner somewhere. I'm surprised he's not wearing headgear, but I guess that would be less dramatic. <laughs> that really is true. Though. A, a fight amongst friends. Yeah, or you'd have headgear on. For colleagues, sure. you'd have fucking headgear on. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> not to mention, there is a. Their a gloves a bear- are gigantic. Right. But, dude, the bare-knuckle punch that fucking Lee gives to Starbuck before their fight. Yeah. I was she, like, that she kicks him in the head, too, later. Yeah. Also, hey, yeah, real quick about that. That was one thing that threw me this episode. I was like, what are the fucking rules? Like, I thought this was classic boxing rules. Like, fucking staying on your feet, hands only, above the belt. <laughs> she fucking leg sweeps him. I was like, uh, ref, anything? Nope. You can just do whatever, I guess. Why don't you just start kneeing each other in the face? Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. If fucking Lee just gets her in a tie clinch and obliterates your body with knees. Somebody tosses him a metal folding chair. <laughs> fucking finish her off. Dude, fucking salt in the eyes. WWF shit. <laughs> fucking pull out of his pocket. Yes. <clears throat> the oh, fu- oh, dude. Throws her off the ropes. The manager grabs the foot, trips him. <laughs> Fucking Duala grabs her foot, trips him, trips her. Oh, That'd be amazing. You see Duala oh. slide the chair under the bottom rope <laughs> as she tears off her uniform to reveal a fucking sequined bikini underneath. Yep. And you got Jesse, the body of Ventura from the eighties. He's doing the commentary, and but he's he's saying everything the bad the good guys are doing is bad, and everything the bad guys are doing is good. <laughs> they finally got a chair in, brother. <laughs> I was a Navy SEAL in Vietnam, and now this I do is, commentary. This is the same way we killed all those VC. I am off the grid. I now do wrestling commentary. 
(laughs) from a basement in Minnesota somewhere. (laughs) I don't like Chris Kyle. But, um, (laughs) so, um, what else do we need to say about this episode? Because I'm kind of (laughs) done with it. Uh, is that it? <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> but what do you want to? What do you, what should we? What should we talk about here? Oh fuck, that's so good. Well, well I mean, what I think, else uh, you want to say? You know, we did we did briefly talk about uh, Rosalind and Adama getting high, but mm-hmm. um, they, we made a whole backstory about up about it. An entire backstory, Oscar nominated. Um, that you know, but the one quick piece of dialogue that I did like there is when she was like talking about just enjoying being on a planet. Like that, like wow, oh, isn't that nice? For a little bit, we got to sit on a rock that wasn't a ship and and enjoy this for a little bit. I like that. It was another just sweet little moment between <clears throat> the two of them. Uh, but then soon after that, we get the scene we've also been talking about a little bit uh, in the lead up of. Fucking chief being like, ah, it's R and R. We'll get to the ships tomorrow, and that is just the fucking straw that breaks Adava's back. Apparently, can't have these fuckers enjoying R and R when I've given them all R and R. Yeah, apparently, evidently. Yeah, and then dude, he really mercilessly comes in on them after he you know gets him a couple, and he's kind of down on a knee, and he's like, "This is how you fight. This is how you fight your enemies. Fight for your life. Get up." Yeah. Hey, dude, we're just kind of sparring here, bro. So. <laughs> Taking this way too serious. <laughs> way too serious. Every punch I throw at you, I think of I think of Rosalind's white dad. <laughs> Collapsing his fucking skull. <laughs> yeah. Well I guess uh I guess I guess they went a little hard. Sparring is one thing. I guess this was fighting. Yeah, they were they were fighting pretty hard there. Yep. And uh, Adama gets it pretty bad. And I, I think that's uh, oh, more to Elzar's. Oh, he gets fucking hamburger up real nice. Yeah. More to Elzar's point. Like, he he kept provoking, you know, Chief to go further, basically. It's like he was really wanting it to go extreme. And he got it. I mean, he, he gets belted on uh, to where they have to call the fight. And he's barely standing. And that's where he gives his talk to everyone, to the whole, to everybody attending the fight, at least. The dance, yeah. as they call it. The dance, baby. I'm rearranging my window a little here. There we go. <clears throat> yeah, man. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Then. I guess I guess we're too close to one another. Drop my guard. I mean, I guess you could smuggle that in against like the closeness of the crew and like intimacy. I'll let you guys get too close, which is you know, you could say the same between Kara and Lee. They got too close to each other. <clears throat> right, right. And, he, and this is where he, I think Chief comes up, especially where he's like, "I gave some of you breaks. I I let some of you go, but the fight was really over." I think that's the big sticking point for Adama himself. That he, in the back of his mind, thought we should be more ready than we are, but allowed a little bit of, "All right, let's let people relax. I'm just going to kind of give in to that a little." And mm. that's what he's holding against himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. There we are. There we are. And then Chief's like, let's go to work. All right, everybody. Fun's over. His giant pillow boxing gloves. (laughs) And then, um, but then Kara's like, no, no, come on. It's, it's after hours. Want to fight? No holds barred. They kind of, they kind of get crazy. She kicks him in the face. And we see this cut against their romantic encounter where Lee is, uh, you know, I think he's concerned she's getting married. He's concerned he's going to lose her forever. And that's it. And then she's like, I'm not getting married. And then they bone real nice. 
real nice. And then like a couple of cutesy wootsy and love teenagers, he's like, I'm gonna scream your name to the sky. Aww, that was, I, you know uh, what? Devil may care. <laughs> <laughs> this little fucking cutie patootie. Of yeah. course she loves him. Oh, she loves him so much because he's just so innocent and wonderful. <laughs> definitely has a, definitely killed a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they bone, are. they hump, they do some coming. And then um, he's <laughs> the like, next day, she's nowhere to be seen. He's like, I'm going to howl at the moon. Did you love that part? <laughs> when he howls at the moon? I like when he gets her to do it, but she's so hesitant and it's like such a clipped version of it you can it's just good acting i thought i like that yeah like she's yeah, saying it she's but like, doesn't she really starts to like cara thrace like has to start herself up. I, I like her nervous laughter too of like oh god this ding dong loves me fuck i better just kind of laugh this off <laughs> yeah do, do you see it that way that she was a way more hesitant to acknowledge it than him acknowledge what just how their feelings oh absolutely yeah but yeah. she still bangs him. Still, we still do the thing. Yeah, he's 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 in deeper than she is in terms yeah. of like how they feel. Definitely, at least at this moment. Um, <clears throat> Elzar has a good point about this moment. He says he thinks that she was about to say Katie by accident because that's her name, and kind of stops. Um, it's kind of that's a good point. <laughs> I'm gonna listen I to can it. See that? Okay. Cat. <laughs> I don't buy it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not saying I don't buy it what Elzar is saying. I'm just saying I don't buy her saying it. Yeah, maybe she was. Maybe she was. It's possible. But um, yeah. yeah. What, I, what, I, and- what I do think is interesting about this, and I'm only just now kind of thinking about it as, as we're going through it, uh, the fact that, she, you know, <clears throat> early on in these flashbacks, the flashback portion, I guess, Lee is the one much more like kind of pulling her off to the side, kind of trying to pull it out of her like, hey, there's there's something here. There's something we've never really addressed. You know, what are you going to do? And and trying to to needle her about like, don't you feel something for me because I feel something for you. And, you know, she gives into it in a, in a sense that they do have sex and they have this, this moment together and she s- screams that she loves him the same way that he does and kind of goes along with it. But then like we find out she pulls away and goes and gets married the next day. But I think when it comes down to the day of the fight and she's the one who wants the fight so much more than him, I think that's Kara's weird, fucked up, self-destructive way of being kind of like how Lee was of like, come, we should do this. I want to, I, I need to work this out. I need to get your attention. Yeah, maybe, and maybe just to be punished. We we know that that's a thing with her too, right? Totally. Yeah. Just, just fucking beat me up because I deserve it. Ah, it's not a good tendency, but yeah. It's there. Yep. Yep. Lee's none too happy, as you would imagine. Definitely not. Their fight goes on for a while. Yeah. I mean, that's just them working out their bullshit, which I can dig. I kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah. And they work it out pretty fucking hard on each other. Mm. And Duala goes ringside, right? Anders is like, fuck this. The she has a great line when Anders shows up. Duala does? Yeah. He says um, yeah, I forget what he says. He walks up to the apron and he says like, oh, they're really getting after it or something. And she's like, or something, right? Yeah. I'm trying to see where Ooh. that part is, but it was like, oh boy. 
And that's when he's it, like, I'm piecing the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm fucking done with this. Because that's that's also when they're especially exhausted and they're they're leaning on each other and it just it just kind of naturally starts to turn into them actually embracing one another. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And then we see the flashbacks of actual episode stuff that happened, like the the Chris when she got the arrow of Athena. Um, uh, that's right. Yeah. Duala's face says it all. Like she knows it's pretty much over. Like you're not you should get out of that thing. That's not a good yep. relationship for you. Nope. Beat it. It is done. Beat it, nerds. Run out of there and straight to Andrew's bedroom. Yeah, that's a good move. That's a good move. Talk about yeah. guilt-free fucking. Seriously. God, she's got the golden ticket. Got a free <laughs> cock ride. Free <laughs> cock ride is guilt-free. Beautiful golden ticket. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. God, you can just go to town on that thing. That's right. I can do all the weird shit I never did with you. Because <laughs> you were lame and soft <laughs> and such a bitch. Um, yeah, that's basically the episode. That's pretty much the episode. It ends with, with Kara also being the first, for finally, in an instance, to say, I missed you. And he says, I miss you too. And that's it. Indeed. Indeed, sir. Out. The truth is out. Yeah, man. You're right about that. There it is. So I'm imagining that the next episode, they'll be perfectly happily in love. There'll be no fallout. Uh, they'll be, they'll have a nice little condo together. Probably have a baby on the way. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine, baby. Right? That's how drama works, right? Mm-hmm. That's usually the move. <laughs> so um, let's get to some listener comments because I know we got some people that um, are definitely higher on it than we are. Indeed. Um, and let's see, uh, let's see what, we, what we have. I have some right here I'd like to, I'd like to take a little poke at here, a little, little pokey poke. Um, I guess we should, do, uh, we should do Elzar. There he is. He wrote the most. He did. Do you want to read him? I'll read him. Go for it. Uh, so I suppose I could write a novel about this episode, but I'll go for pithy this time. Uh, after the novel I wrote the last time, I chimed in on an episode. This is one of my all-time top favorite episodes, as they all are, but I just have three words to sum it up. Oh, the feels. Aww. Oh, the feels. I like it, Dan. And there are there are some definitely, there's definitely some feels here. I, I know I've been sort of academically approaching this movie, but it made me feel stuff. I'm not going to lie about it. It's two characters. I, I, I guess I'm doing my final thoughts. It's two characters I deeply love. Um, I think they're interesting. I, I, I like to watch the calamity that is Starbuck in terms of the damage and how she tries to navigate it and seeing Lee get caught in that crossfire. But he's not particularly innocent. He's kind of fucking over Anders and Duwala in one go. Two people you know, by the way. That's really <laughs> right. gross. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, I it it makes me it makes me more loyal to a, a to an Anders and a Duwala, even though they're less important characters to the to the narrative, right? Right. Like I want better for them still. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's a good way to say it. I want better for them still. There we go. And um, so yeah, I think I think there's a really good episode in here. I don't quite think this is there. I think it. Uh, I think it needs a little bit of work, but I still enjoyed watching it. Um, I still enjoyed seeing some of the life on New Caprica before everything went tits up. It was cool to see even Ty interacting with Ellen. That was adorable. Um, just them walking along, existing, and in 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 knowing the elation of having gone there. Um, it, one of the things that does kind of suck about it is that we only ever see, re- remember it was, uh, it was, the idea was Baltars, right? Yeah. So we never got to see them being like, wow, maybe Baltar was right. <laughs> you know, we've, 
for one. You, yeah, exactly. The show doesn't want you to have that, right? It's not interested in that. But we at least we get to see a little bit of that stuff on on New Caprica that wasn't just shit. Um, I'm not saying it could have been done differently. I know we I speculated a little bit over the episode. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm landing on this one. Um, so I'm going to say I like it. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, it, it gets a solid like from me too. At the end of the day, uh, after my second watch, and and even talking about it with you too, and and also the fact that this ends the, this ep- the literal last shot of the episode is a close up on Kara's th- face after Lee replies and says, "I missed you too," and she has like the most genuine smile we've seen on her in a long time, uh, and that's nice. I mean, like <clears throat> it just goes to show, even with my my problems with this episode, even with my problems being largely around the the total focus on these two, which I'm like, ah, maybe it wasn't quite necessary here, or done should be done a little differently. I care about Kara, and I am happy to see her happy. I'm happy that she's they've each become honest with each other here in this moment. Like I'm still happy for the resolution uh, of this this issue, this this arc between these two that they can mm. finally acknowledge, that they can finally accept it, and maybe move on and be better and and embrace. Yeah, it. yeah. You know what? Nothing nothing fixes a tumultuous friendship like fucking. That, 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 <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes it that, all easy. That decomplicates the whole thing. Actually, you know, one better than that, though, if you really want to have smooth sailing from here on out, just have a kid together. <laughs> done and fucking That's their done. Next that is move. the problem solved. Not only did we physically beat the shit out of each other, we had <laughs> sex, and now I'm going to shit out a kid. <laughs> Because I wanted to, you know, just put this thing to bed. Yeah. I wanted to wrap, I wanted to wrap it up. Easy life. Yeah. Here you forward. Know, I wanted to just fucking get this done, close this chapter in my life, wrap it up so I boned you, and now I'm going to have a kid. Yeah. That's a good yeah. move, right? And if we ever got a problem again, we have stuff to sort out. We'll just beat the shit out of each other again. Yeah. It'll be fine. We'll lay waste to all of the people around us by being completely and utterly selfish, right? <laughs> That's the move. <laughs> it's beautiful. Fucking brutal. Beautiful, man. <laughs> All right. Next time. Oh, next time on the Battlestar, on Recommissioned, we're going to be talking about episode 10, Matthew. Ooh. 10. We're 10 episodes into season three. And I'll Deep. just give a quick synopsis as of uh, IMDb, a little teaser. The colonial fleet makes a harrowing journey. Cat plays a vital role in the success or failure of the passage. Ooh. Mm. That's what we have to look forward to next week. The passage. Episode 10, season three, buddy. Nice. Yeah, man. Digging it. And that's it. That's it, pal. Yeah. Anything yeah, else are. that we want to say about this bad Larry? I think, uh, I think we're tapped. I think we're right. tapped out. Tapping awesome. out of the ring. Well, that was a lot of fun. I, I did have some concerns about covering this episode because not much actually happens. We're really just commenting on relationship stuff. No plot whatsoever, except totally. the plot development within the character. <clears throat> but, um, you know, we, we had some yuck-em-ups. We... Uh, we basically, you know, it's it's like when we when 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 Matt and I get overly jokey and overly tangential, we're basically like those kids in class who are like, you know, no, you, you know, like trying not to be called on, right? Exactly. <laughs> but no, it's it's it, it was fun. pencils into the ceiling. It was fun to talk about it. I had fun. It was enjoyable. We cover the important parts of this, I think, and. um and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not, to be perfectly frank, it's not overly thought-provoking outside of a short discussion. Right. Of these yeah. two specific characters. But we still manage an hour and 20. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> Maybe a little I less. I want more Maybe Rosalind a little and, less. And more Rosalind and fucking Bill romance, damn it. I want more. There you go. Yeah, we got to work on that backstory. 
It's true. We got to flesh it out some more. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Recommissioned a Battlestar Galactica podcast. Please consider sharing uh, this podcast with other Battlestar Galactica fans, especially if you got somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to watch for the first time. It's a good companion piece. Obviously, the show's been off the air for uh, 10 years now, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a while. But uh, yes, <laughs> word of mouth business, this podcasting. And uh, if you like this, you have to check out our other shows. I think most of you probably listen to our other shows and not just Battlestar Galactica. Typically, that's what happens with the peripheral shows. Um, but if not, you're missing out on the Science Fiction Film Podcast. If you like the shit Matt and I do and you want more of it, um, you got almost 300 episodes waiting for you over there. So check it out. I guarantee you you're going to find the movie we covered that you're interested in hearing about. And uh, that is that. You guys have a wonderful evening. We will catch you guys on the flip side.